1: and a jar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. All right. I've got $30. Okay. couple of ones, <laughs> Just a couple. Bucks. Uh, maybe $33, $34 on me. All right. How much more do we need for the kismet? Oh. (laughs) A lot. that's got to be close. Gonna need a couple credit cards, I think. Should we go halfsies? I know what those naysayers would say right now. You know what they would throw in? What's that? You know what those critics of the Lot J stuff would say? What's that? Well, maybe he'll give you a 50-year loan with no interest. Ah. That's what they would say. That's what they would say. Do they do yacht loans? I don't, I don't think they do yacht loans. I, mean, I don't they, know. they do car loans. Uh, yeah, they do. I, I mean, see, I, I see, I credit. I can't imagine you buy that. Of course, you can get a loan for anything. Yeah. You know. I mean, you can. Yeah. So well, you got to be able to yeah. get a loan. I, do I you, don't know what the boat loan is, but there's nobody. Most people don't buy boats outright, and I would. Sure. I don't know if they buy two hundred million dollar boats. Sure. What would be the outright.
0: monthly payments on that thing?
1: insurance, insurance. Lot, wasn't, the oh. deal, wasn't it jay-z jay-z and beyonce right there that to, they're together yeah, yeah so far so good i'm, I'm on a roll keep I think, singing i like your tune wasn't it them that that like rented it for a week and it's like a million dollars to rent it for a week i have no idea you don't remember that story i don't know google that sucker All in right. a year, i feel like you're not making your money back well, you're not I mean, I don't think he primarily rents well, they, it out, oh, but yeah, yeah, you well, can. It's like. like an Airbnb for yachts. Like it's
0: uh, <laughs> for, I'm well. sure the demand is pretty is
1: I'm that pretty Matt? sure that I'm pretty sure that was the situation, I think. Unless maybe uh, that was somebody just making it up, but I am pretty sure I saw that at some um, point. Can't find it? Somebody tell yeah. me if I'm right or if I'm out of my mind. I mean, I'm pretty maybe. proud of myself I got the Jay Z Beyonce relationship correct, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it said there – yeah, man, I don't know. Yeah, it said they are on the yacht, but I don't think they said how much it was.
1: Okay, so they were on the yacht. So they rented the yacht out. I think, man. I but don't know. I think know. it I mean, was like a million dollars for the week. I, I think mean, that's what it was.
0: There's a lot of websites that have like, the Jay, like a Jay-Z story combined with the shot Cons- <laughs> You'd be surprised oh, right really? now. Yeah, it's it's weird. That's odd. Yeah. Um, Beyonce and Jay-Z enjoy a casino date night in Florida ahead of the Sean Carter Foundation Gala. Blah, 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 blah. It
1: seems like ye... no,
0: it doesn't say they were in.
1: No, I don't know, man. Yeah, this is taking too long. Sorry, I mean I, this Google stuff's supposed to be quick. Like, how are you supposed to cheat on tests if your well, kids if this takes so long? Well,
0: listen, listen, we we had the run like we had the rundown on the on the sheet that you emailed us. No one did it say Jay Z <laughs> hanging out with Shot on his yacht. Listen, Sorry, man.
1: man. listen, I ad lib. I'm I'm in, I call audibles around here. You As do I. Ready. Be ready on the fly. Gonna be versatile. As I mean, do I. I'm, I mean, who thought I would come into a Wednesday show talking Jay-Z and Beyonce? That's a good point.
0: Nobody. That's a dang good point. That's why oh, we keep we
1: guessing. Jay-Z
0: and Beyonce aboard Shod-Con, uh $200 million, $95, whatever. Um, yeah, so this one website... Which just took me to this website, so I don't know if that's a real website or not. So I'm not sure how legitimate you are right now, Brent. By the now way, that was on the website thinking.
1: Now there's just something on the computer. What do you mean? Stop clicking. Well, you never know. When you show a website, when you say that, this, people might be like, what kind of website did it just take you to? Oh,
0: I, I don't know. It's just, There's a bunch of pop-ups, let's just say yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. Well, and, like, and, 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 and now I can't get off it. I can't get off. Coos. I need help. You just got the whole company of Iris. Do you know what? Look at this. I can't get off this website. Whatever. It's talk about something else. I'll figure it out. Don't uh, worry, guys. I think
1: people are ready for that. I'll okay, let's go. Else. let's go. Let's uh, go. How about the quarterback carousel going on? Sam know, Darnold man. will not play. Yeah, uh, Not that he's benched. It's yeah. more injury-related to Joe Flacco. And Dwayne Haskins... Um, how, Definitely uh, not a check mark. So, so let's be honest,
0: how bad are you at evaluating quarterback talent? Because you gave that guy <laughs> a check mark yesterday. I and I what? said, pump your
1: brakes a little bit. And now we're here. Yeah. Uh, no check mark for Dwayne Haskins. Uh, that surprises me. Again, no, I'm surprised. We well. said it when we we're doing the evaluation of the QBs. Yeah. We don't, we, it's so different when you watch a game. Like, uh, unfortunately for Gardner, Gardner's under the gun a little bit more for us because we're watching every play. Correct. If if somebody from the outside w- said, Gardner, 351 yards, two touchdowns, bam, be mark, no problem. Sure. Right? Uh, 27 to 40, all that stuff. But then we're watching and dissecting. We said from Dwayne Haskins, or at least I said, I said, hey, that's his best outing yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the number's pretty good. He's gradually getting a little bit better. Boom, he's benched three days later.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean,
1: listen, um,
0: well, and I'm sure you probably saw on Twitter this morning, like, people were bringing up the whole black quarterback thing, right? And actually, that was a trending topic on Twitter, was black quarterbacks. Oh, that's and, interesting. And people were I saying... I didn't see that. Oh, I mean, because I'm not sure if you were on Twitter this morning, but that was, like, the number one trending topic, was was black quarterbacks. It was, like, him and uh, that Ken guy from 2016.
1: Ken you guy. remember him
0: from... Ken? His name was Ken Bone. He was on the... Oh, uh, yeah, the political yeah.
1: stuff. Yeah, the, on the... Um, what happened to Ken Bone? I don't know who Ken Bone well, is. They, he tweeted... Every time there's a debate, Ken Bowen's name comes back up because he became popular. He was like okay. in the town hall setting he was like in the, the debate. the red sweatshirt guy. Yeah, the red sweatshirt oh, guy with mustache. Oh, kind of like the heavier set Chris Farley yeah, yeah,
0: looking yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Why was he trending? Just whatever?
1: Every time okay. there's a debate, that's okay. yeah, another debate. Got you. That
0: well, Anyways, so, so black quarterbacks, getting back to that, Um, that, that was a big trending topic and, and people were saying how it's not fair to Dwayne Haskins because he's a black quarterback and it seems like black quarterback backs have shorter leashes in terms of how well they can play until their bench. Now, I think there is some kind of say of, you know, the perception of the black quarterback in high school or in college. But I think this scenario right here with Dwayne Haskins, should he be benched? Probably not. You should probably see exactly what you have with him. You should probably surround him with better talent to get a proper evaluation. But with that being said, you have guys like Josh Rosen who never got a chance. Right, like you have guys like Josh Rosen, who was taken in Arizona. New coach comes in, and say, "Hey, I don't even want to see what you got. I'm going someplace else." And by the way, drafted a black quarterback. And I think that with Ron Rivera being one of the only minority head coaches in the NFL who's worked with Cam Newton for
1: how many years, I don't think race has anything to do with it here. Yeah, I think that's a listen. Uh, I think that's a misplaced. Um, narrative out of this position, out of this, out of this source specific yeah. story. And, and I, I actually think, listen, the black quarterback narrative certainly was a narrative and a storyline for years and years in the NFL and a mm. curiosity. And one that I always kind of said. I mean, whether it is what it was subconscious or intentional, you just always said, you know, you to take whatever quarterback you can take because winning is so important in the NFL. But was there this subconscious nature about the black quarterback? Yeah. Well, I think that was certainly a debatable thing. I don't know if you can debate that anymore in the NFL, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many black quarterbacks are playing right now in the NFL, and by the way, playing very well. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's a great point with Josh Rosen, right? Yeah. I mean, listen, you can go the Kaepernick route, and is he blackballed by the NFL and all that? That's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a different story. Was Dwayne Haskins benched because he's a black quarterback? I don't think. I I think that's a Big time stretch given the nature yeah. of today's NFL. And I'm
0: absolutely with you here. But at the same time, I don't I think it, it is too soon to bench Dwayne Haskins. Like I guess here's the problem, and this is kinda of how the NFL is set up, right? Like Ron Rivera right now is in his first year at Washington. So he comes in He evaluates what he has, and listen, I'm a big Ron Rivera guy. I was the guy that was saying, hey, bring him to Jacksonville, man, because I love the way the guy can build a culture. He's got the old-school mentality, defensive-minded coach that's right up my alley. Like, I'm a huge fan of Ron Rivera. I've talked to him a couple times in passing. Nothing serious, but it seems like he's got a pretty good football IQ. With that being said, though, the problem with – well, one of the problems with the NFL is the fact that when a new coaching staff comes in, it's like they don't even give the guys on on that current roster sometimes a fair shake, right? Like – Ron Rivera comes in. Dwayne Haskins plays what he plays, and you know what? I don't think he did that bad of a job. And we broke it down yesterday a little bit. We thought he had a pretty good day. That being said, though, Ron Rivera has no ties to Dwayne Haskins. Ron Rivera doesn't do Dwayne Haskins any kind of favors. Because you know why? He didn't draft Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins was there when Rivera got there. So I think like once you take away that relationship and that bond of you know being responsible for drafting that person, well then everything's up for grabs. It's the same thing with Josh Rosen. When when Kingsbury went to Arizona. Rosen was already there. Kingsbury didn't want Rosen. He just so happened to be the guy in the starting spot at the time. And then he suffered the consequences of having a new head coach. Simple as that. So I think that sometimes when new coaches come in and they don't feel that relationship and then they don't feel tied to that player due to the draft They have no problems just cutting him letting him go, even though I think
1: that's the wrong way to go about things just because that quarterback position is so important. A couple things here for me. What's peculiar about this one is all the things you just said. I mean, does he even have enough time? I mean, come on. He's got hardly anything around him. They're not very good. So the Sam Darnold kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And and then on top of that, uh, he goes to third-string quarterback, man. I mean, he just didn't get – Put behind Kyle Allen and say, let's see if we can get this thing going. We're 1-3. and three. We want to win right now. We think we can. All the things are maybe saying in Jacksonville, right? Hey, let's turn this thing around. We, we're better than we you guys think we are. Uh, no, this is instead go to Kyle Allen and put Alex Smith, who hasn't played in a couple years, in his amazing comeback story, and then go to Dwayne Haskins. I mean, and, does yeah. he really not understand the offense that much? One more thought on the quarterback stuff, and we'll get into a little bit more later. But I don't understand. And I said this about Nagy in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how you can go through this. I understand it was a little different off season, But I don't understand how you can go through four or five weeks of camp and come out and say, here's our guy. And then two and a half games in, three weeks in, four weeks in, say, nah, not our guy. Cause they, Brent, because they had to with Trubisky. They absolutely had to.
0: Look at all they sacrificed to get Trubisky. What would that say about their draft evaluation? What would it say about their draft status if all of a sudden they come out and say, you know what? Nick Foles, the guy who couldn't cut it in Jacksonville, is now our starting quarterback. The guy that we spend so much draft capital on, the guy that we invested so much is now the backup quarterback. How would a Bear, how, how would Bears fans react to that? They'd be asking for everyone's head on a platter. They'd be saying, Ryan Pace, you're gone. Nagy, you're supposed to be an offensive-minded guy. You're gone. Like To me, it wasn't about Trubisky being the better quarterback. It was purveying the fact that we think he's the better quarterback because of how much we spent on him, okay? And once again, this is the biggest problem right now, one of the biggest problems in the NFL, whether it's with coaching or whether it's with players. Coaches always go with what they, what they know and what they're comfortable with. You see in the hirings all the time. There's position coaches out there that have been in the NFL for 30 years. They're dinosaurs, and they haven't evolved. But you know what? They have good relationships. So head coaches bring them in because they know who those yeah, guys are. I trust them. Exactly. I trust them, and th- they're going to go with the status quo and do exactly what I say and not challenge me. So there's a level of comfort to that. The same thing is happening right now with the players in Washington with Kyle Allen. Where was Kyle Allen last year? Yeah. Carolina. Who was the coach last year in Carolina? Ron Rivera. So Ron Rivera, for whatever reason, feels a lot more comfortable right now using Kyle Allen than he does Dwayne Haskins. And I'm saying that's not right because I think we kind of know what Kyle Allen brings you, right? Do you truly know what Dwayne Haskins brings you? I don't. You don't. I don't even know what the numbers mean. Exactly. His you his performance. You don't. And instead of taking that risk to find out, You're going back to what you know and what makes you feel comfortable. And
1: I'm here to tell you right now, being comfortable in the NFL will not win you championships. Well, jump in the fish tank, Washington, because you're in it. If you're giving up on Haskins some 20 games into his career, not even really, right, some 12 games into his career, well, then you're looking for a new QB. And so that means you're in the tanking for Trevor mode. And we'll see. I mean, maybe this is part of it. Maybe, like, this guy's not the long-term solution. Let's get him to the bench and let's try Let's Kyle Allen, we're not going to win a ton of games with him, so whatever. Yeah. Let's ride it out and, and uh, see if we get in a better situation. DJ Hayden just went on injured reserve for the Jags. Yeah. Um, I did not think DJ Hayden was playing very good football. I'm a p- big fan of DJ Hayden. If you've listened to me talk for the last couple of years, I think they should put a Pro Bowl nickel corner <laughs> on the list basically because of the way I've seen D.J. Hayden play. Before that, we saw Aaron Colvin play pretty well, too, here in Jacksonville. But D.J. Hayden, the way he played last year to me, was really good, Mm -hmm. and he's a good player. Uh, he's not playing well. He hasn't been playing well. I don't know how much of that is because of the secondary, the young secondary. You've got to trust other guys, and maybe that's not working out. And maybe DJ looks bad to my eye, even though it's not a trained eye, uh, in that sense of what the nickel's supposed to be doing. But on top of that, then he gets hurt the other day. Now he's out for a few more weeks. Another big blow, because at least he's a veteran guy back there that I've seen play well. This is just another big blow to the Jags secondary. I mean – it's a huge bro.
0: It's a huge blow from what he brings to on the field, but also experience. Now, I'll be honest, I agree with you. I don't think DJ Hayden was obviously playing up to his full capabilities. Um, I think he popped a couple times on a film in terms of stopping the run and being aggressive, which, let's be honest, playing nickel corner, not every guy does that. So I liked his aggressiveness. I liked him in the run game. But obviously, if you're nickel corner, you got one job, man, you know, and that's to go back in coverage, drop back in zones and make sure you're in the right spot at the right time to stop those slot corners and things like that. And unfortunately, and this is not just him, this falls on the entire secondary. We've seen way too many guys too wide open with too much space to move around. And that falls on D.J. Hayden as well. I think Hayden was the guy that we were kind of counting on this year to be the leader of that secondary. And unfortunately, they haven't followed suit.
1: Well, he goes on for at least a few weeks. Uh, that is uh, how it happens here on injured reserve this year. So the Jaguars are utilizing that. They could get Jared Wilson back this week, Doug Marone said. So that could be a positive. And quite frankly, they probably need Jared Wilson back because Wingard has looked so bad at times. More than they need D.J. Hayden in there. They might, right? Yeah. I mean, I think I trust Jared Wilson back there more than, uh, you know, I I would obviously Wingard, but who knows what they do at the nickel spot. I'm like, whatever. Right now, it doesn't matter. Just make sure your last line of defense is better than the way it has looked. Correct. Talk more about the Jags. Got a big uh, topic with uh, Gardner Minshew, and please don't get wrapped up in the complete context of it. Uh Uh-oh. But... I told you I was going to do a comparison. Yes, you did. I was waiting for him to get 16 starts in the NFL like this other guy did back in 2012. Okay, a little hint for everybody out there. I share with you the comparison and what it looks like from a number standpoint. Hmm. Uh, How different does it look like from an eyeball standpoint? And what does it say about Gardner Minshew and potentially his future in the NFL? And our comparison here will land more than just by the numbers. So it's a deeper dive into who these guys are as quarterbacks, what people said about them coming out of college and where they are in their NFL careers. Just a little context. And by the way, it's not Tom Brady. Uh, a little Gardner midshoe talk and Jags talk and quarterback talk around the NFL coming up. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Welcome to jump in as always 904 362 9901 star star 690 or on the video feeds as well Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll be back here on a Wednesday edition of Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martino, it's a, it's there's three islands and it can be very nice and lucrative. By the way, you could be a huge winner, but you could be a huge loser too. You might not have a boat to get home. Austin Lane. Well, I like that. Now I love that analogy. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety.
0: We uh, I mean, we got enough turmoil and turmoil going on, on our own. You know, we got to figure it out first. Um, so hey, we we're we're fired up. We're ready to go. Um. You know, I know a lot of people writing this out, but uh, the belief on this team is still very strong. And, um, you know, we're ready to get out there as well.
1: I like that part of Gardner Minshew. We got a bleepy out. I'm OK with that. Mm. I put the full quote on Twitter today. Was I not supposed to? Was I supposed to put sometimes I go with like depending on the temperature or what I'm feeling. I feel like sometimes I go with, the, you know, the dollar sign, exclamation point, Let's see, all oh, those things. Yeah, you cost. Oh, yeah, I just straight out said it. He cussed. Yeah. I mean, I'm not worried about I mean, I it. didn't say it. But no, you didn't say it.
0: I thought he I thought he uh, sort of cursed twice because I was thinking about the bleep. And then when he said belief, oh, the yeah. way he said it, I thought he said the bleep <laughs> in this team. And I was like, whoa, wait, what? He's going you know,
1: to flip himself out. You know, it's funny. When you say that, I thought when he just played it, I thought the same thing. And I originally heard it because I was on the call. I didn't hear that. But uh, that's funny you said the similar thing. Uh, Gardner Minshew, when asked about the turmoil and, and stuff going on in Houston, that was his response. It's a good response. I think what could be taken out of context is, well, there's plenty of turmoil here. And that's, I don't think there's turmoil in terms of people pointing fingers and yelling at each other and J.J. Watt versus Bill O'Brien and and revolts by players, and which we'll get into a little bit later on. Yeah. But I think it's more just a turmoil because we're 1-3, and, three and mm-hmm. we don't want to be 1-3, in and, and we're up against it now, and we better go. Uh, so I think that's uh, more what he was uh, referring to. All right, kind of talk a little bit about Gardner Minshew. Last uh, night on TV I did this. Uh, I said yesterday I was working on this. I wanted to get 16 starts under Gardner Minshew's belt. And numbers, when you compare them to folks, are yeah, you got to be a little careful, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no doubt. I get it. And so this, I don't want – when you make comparisons, like we often say, Gardner Minshew, six-round quarterback, and look, he's starting. That's what happened with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Like, Not saying he's going to be the next Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So that's not to say he's going to be the next version of this guy, which I've already said, so it might as well not hide his name anymore, which is Russell Wilson. There it is. But I felt like what I wanted to do with the Wilson, see, I didn't go back to Tom Brady's numbers as a young player. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's 20 years ago, and the game has changed a little bit. The game has even changed a bit since probably 2012, quite frankly, where Russell Wilson was when drafted. But the reason why I went back to the Russell Wilson comparison on this is because I see undersized. Mm-hmm. When I look at the measurables and style of play, I feel like like when I see Gardner kind of spinning out of the, the pocket and away from sacks and that Denver play last year, that reminds me of Russell Wilson. I'm not saying he does it as much. I'm not saying he has. A, it's probably where he doesn't add up is he doesn't have the greatest capability yeah. of, of Russell Wilson. Wilson's faster than him. Uh, But he is undersized. I think throws the deep ball well. I think they have interesting college paths where they were kind of stuck in a place and transferred. NC State to Wisconsin for Russell Wilson. East Carolina to Washington State. And by the way, when they left in that that last year, they both did very well. But they still were not drafted very high. They were overlooked. Uh, Obviously, Russell Wilson, third-round pick. And Gardner Minshew, a sixth-round pick. And so... And the other thing is, and I'm not getting carried away with it, but if you, when we talk around the draft, if you talk about quarterbacks, and we didn't do that talk this year, but we could be doing that next year. We've done it a couple of times since I've been in Jacksonville. Like one of those things is that hand size thing. Sure. And I think it's interesting because I looked up Gardner Minshew and Russell Wilson. and I said, OK, where's their height wise, which Gardner is taller than Russell Wilson by a little bit. Hand size-wise, they're pretty similar. I think Russell Wilson does have bigger hands. Yeah. Um, but when you're running around with the football, protecting the football, the ability to throw the football, I think that hand size probably does come into play, maybe more for some than others. So that's why I chose Russell Wilson as the comp. And I think Kuz is going to put up some of the numbers. We'll share some of the numbers and how similar they are. But that's how I got there.
0: Yeah, you know, and I think in terms of their playing ability and their style, I think they're both very um, – You know, like, they surprise you with their athleticism, right? Because, I mean, I played against Russell Wilson a few times uh, in the NFL and also in college as well. I went against him at Murray State. And it's very deceiving how they can beat you with their legs. Now, Russell Wilson – read a four, or five, five at the combine. Gardner Minshew runs a four, I think nine, eight, or something like that. So there's a little difference between speed per se, but their ability to create the playoffs and their ability to kind of take you off your on uh, your toes a little bit of how they can move
1: in the pocket and how they can create plays for themselves. I think it's very comparable. What do you? The thing about Russell Wilson when he came out, he beat out Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn had just been signed to a big deal, kind of like Nick Foles just been signed to a big deal here in Jacksonville. And Russell Wilson was like – he beat him out in camp. Yeah. The stories come out of there because I, I, Gus Bradley ended up being the coach of the Jaguars, so he spent a little time around that situation. And I remember just I, – I wouldn't say we got a lot of stories, but some of the stories like, man, they – the it factor of Russell Wilson, the leadership abilities of Russell it was evident from day one, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was something you could buy into. Mm -hmm. I think that little it factor is here with Minshew. I think people like it, the buy-in. I think what people say in that building about him, I think there's something about him. And when there's something about a guy, it's like, it's hard to describe, right? It's not just leadership. It's not just work ethic. It's it's hard to describe sometimes. I think Russell Wilson brings this it, this intangible, that has made him, in my opinion, the guy that's playing the best quarterback in the NFL right now, e- even more than Mahomes um, and, and even more than Aaron Rodgers. I mm-hmm. think Russell Wilson's playing the best quarterback in the NFL. But it's hard to describe exactly what that it is, mm. but no doubt Russell Wilson has it. I don't know if Gardner Minshew has it. I well, just wonder if he has that.
0: And the big difference between Russell Wilson and Gardner Minshew to me is the situation that they found themselves in. Yes, they both replaced guys who were supposed to be the dudes in terms of Matt Flynn and Nick Foles. They do have that in common. But the situation that Russell Wilson found himself in in Seattle, I mean, it's night and day compared to the one in Jacksonville right now because Russell Wilson had probably one of the best defenses of all time to have his back. Russell Wilson played in an offensive philosophy that, you know, pounded the rock first and then passed second. I mean, we didn't – and listen, Russell Wilson was good at, off the get-go, right? I mean, uh, 2012, his first year, goes to the – well, I think his second year would have been technically – well, first year? Yeah, first year. First year, yeah, 2012, goes to the Pro Bowl, and then goes to the Pro Bowl again
1: and after that, eleven 11-5 in his first year.
0: Yep, but you get the feeling that they didn't really ask him to, you know, be the quarterback and lead with his quarterback skills until like four or five years into his career because they had such a great running game. And like they they never had Russell Wilson, you know, play out of himself. Now we're seeing a team in the Seattle Seahawks who they're a little banged up on defense, obviously. They're not what they used to be. And now the run game is a little abandoned as well. Now we're seeing Russell Wilson take over as that quarterback. And that's the difference between Russell Wilson and Gardner Minshew right now, obviously, is the fact with Gardner Minshew, He's coming to a situation where the defense doesn't really have his back right now. He's got a pretty good offense, got a pretty good run game, but not having that defense can make the world a difference.
1: Yeah, I, I again, their situations are. I don't think they asked as much of Russell Wilson early on as maybe they're even asking of Gardner Minshew. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just don't think they did, and that's okay. I mean, you'd rather not ask the young quarterback to do all that. Um, and. Yeah, My bad. I never turned my mic back on. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. my, my, I don't think they ask Russell Wilson to do all that. Uh, they're asking Gardner Minshew now to do maybe more than they even asked Russell Wilson to do early in his career mm-hmm. because of the Marshawn Lynch and the great defense. And, and, and what I think that allowed, and I think this happens. I think Tom Brady, it happened to him too. I think they had a chance to settle in. They were still very good. But I think it had a chance to settle in to the – kind of the flow of the NFL to gain confidence uh, along with a good team. They were, they were in good situations, good coaches, good players, good teams, and they evolved and developed and got better and better. And now, I mean, what Russell Wilson has done over these last handful of years is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But And so what people will say to this is like, <laughs> you think Gardner Mitchell is going to be Russell Wilson? And first of all, I say, no, I, I, if Gardner Mitchell can be three-quarters of what Russell Wilson is, I think everybody in Jacksonville would sign up for that. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I think he's going to be Russell Wilson. But I think you have to remember this. In 2012, people in Seattle, people around the NFL didn't know Russell Wilson was going to be this Russell Wilson. Sure. I mean, he's one of the best players in the game. But they didn't even be that, though, either, Brent. They didn't. But I'm just saying they didn't know. So my point on this whole exhibition is a little bit like, hey, when you got a guy that's put up these kind of numbers, when you got a guy that's doing what he's doing. Yeah. How much do you let this thing develop? Like, how much better? Let's just say, okay, they go 5-11. and 11. They're not going to get these top three quarterbacks. They ride with Minshew down the road. I mean, what's Gardner Minshew in three years? What's he in four years? What's he in five years? If he's still performing well and doing well, those are questions that we just don't know. You know, Blake Bortles, we learned what he was. I mean, he had five years to figure out what he was. We learned what he was. Sure. And, and it certainly didn't get the job done. And And some people would say that's too much time. Uh, But I think Russell Wilson is a great example of the growth of a quarterback, a guy that was overlooked, a guy that was put in a good situation, delivered on his chance and opportunities and then got better and better and better. And bam, Mahomes is a guy that all of a sudden like day one. Great. (laughs) Right. That's a different story. Yeah. But let's be fair, though, like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar
0: Jackson, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, They were all introduced to great situations. Patrick Mahomes came in right away. He wasn't supposed to be the man day one. He had Alex Smith still. Alex Smith played that entire season. Mahomes got a few minutes here or there and that was about it. But guess what? He had Andy Reid in that offense around him by the time when he was the starter. I mean, you had Tyree Kill, you had Travis Kelsey, you had the weapons. Lamar Jackson, he had a whole slew of tight ends. He had a great offensive line and, once again, had a great defense. And Dak Prescott, the same thing. I understand what you're trying to say here. My biggest point, though, is they're, if Gardner Minshew doesn't play a good game, they're going to lose. True. Simple as that. True. If Russell Wilson didn't play a good game his rookie year, Nine times out of ten, the Seahawks probably still won because he had a running game and he had a defense. Same thing maybe can be said for the Ravens, but obviously it's a little more of an outlier just because Lamar Jackson has his legs, too. does that have to rely all on passing the ball. He can run with it as well. But even with Patrick Mahomes, like, that offense was just too big to fail regardless. And obviously with Dak Prescott, too, you had Ezekiel, you had one of the best offensive lines at the time in the game and an okay defense. Like, even if Dak Prescott had a bad game, you had to feel the Dallas Cowboys were going to win. That's the difference right now between all those guys that you just named and Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew has to be on every single time he steps on the field. He can't afford any kind of mistake because if he has a mistake, they're going to lose the ball game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, uh, we have, if you're watching the video feeds, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, you can see the numbers now, the comparison. And it says through 16 games, and uh, I put that wrong. I'm Marcel, by the way, we appreciate him doing this and and making that graphic but i didn't say it should say through 16 starts the one thing about this is gardner has a couple of us other games Mm -hmm. uh so i will say that there's a little disclosure here maybe a few more yards touchdowns and stuff but it was too hard to figure out the qb rating and everything else based on coming in in relief uh i don't know those formulas so this is through 16 starts but there's a little bit of added so if the numbers are inflated a bit by you know uh, yards and and attempts and completions, but it actually does speak to it. If you look at the numbers, through 16 starts, 617 pass attempts for Gardner. Yeah, Russell Wilson had 393. It shows you the different style, right? Yeah, that you're you're talking about. Yep, uh, and also the completion percentage is the same despite 200 plus more attempts sure. uh, by Mitchell. Obviously, the yards are going to be more. The touchdowns and interceptions are right there. The yards per attempt are are right there, pretty similar. And the quarterback rating's right there. And here's the most impressive stat of this. Because I know Russell Wilson is a winner. He's a leader. He's a gamer. He's a winner. The fact that in his first 16 starts, in that rookie year, three comeback wins and four uh, four, uh, game-winning drives, three fourth-quarter comeback wins. Mm -hmm. And in this same stretch, Gardner Minshew is four and four. So very equivalent. That's a big number to me. Mm -hmm. Blake Bortles, he couldn't do that. Even when Blake Bortles was putting up decent numbers, right, the year he threw for over 4,000 and 35 touchdowns, it wasn't coming like that. So Blake Moore I mean, uh, Gardner Minshew, so far early in his career, has shown the ability to bring that team back mm. and bring you from behind. That's a quality you want in a quarterback. No, it's
0: definitely a quality that you, you want in the quarterback because you have to have that moxie, you have to have that drive to come back and win a game, I and mean, that's what all the great quarterbacks do. I also feel like another big difference between the Russell Wilsons, between the Patrick Mahomes, uh, maybe like a Deshaun Watson and Gardner Minshew, it's the fact of the abyss. Like, the Jaguars got lucky in selecting Gardner Minshew. A quarterback was never on their radar. For some reason, the football gods looked at the Jacksonville Jaguars and said, you know what? We're going to give you guys one here, and you got Gardner Minshew. Congratulations. If Gardner Minshew was really this touted quarterback that everybody knew about, he would have got drafted a lot sooner than the sixth round. All right? So let's be honest here. He lucked to Jacksonville. It is what it is. They got lucky, and they got a great quarterback. Or a good quarterback. Maybe a great quarterback. We'll see down the line. But my point is, Andy Reid Picked, handpicked Patrick Mahomes. Like, he knew what he wanted out of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he met Deshaun Watson. And when I interviewed him at the Super Bowl, he even said this. He's like, I like Deshaun, but I love Patrick Mahomes. For whatever reason in the meeting, Patrick Mahomes was the guy that Andy Reid wanted. I think even in Seattle, well, granted, yeah, it was a third-round pick. But keep in mind the stipulations of that third-round pick. Nobody was giving Russell Wilson a chance because of his height. Everyone was saying he had all the intangibles. He had the arm strength. He had the leadership qualities. You saw it from NC State when he went to Wisconsin. He had the athleticism, former baseball player, almost went to play professional baseball, chose football instead. He had all the intangibles. The only knock on Russell Wilson was the fact that he was too short. All right? Pete Carroll being Pete Carroll was like, you know what? We got Matt Flynn right now, but let's, I like this Russell Wilson guy. I like that he's a winner. I like his attitude. He's a team guy. Let's bring him on. So Pete Carroll kind of was like, you know what? Let's bring this dude on. And the same thing with the Sean Watson and things like that. Like, That's kind of the difference as well, As these guys were kind of handpicked and groomed to be the leaders. Gardner Minshew wasn't he was just he lucky he was lucky enough to go to
1: jacksonville and now he's a starter yeah he, in that sense he's more brady-esque in that term. right uh john schneider by the way is a guy i think i've heard him on record say listen we loved wilson the whole time mm-hmm. uh we we thought we maybe should get him in the second round but we're like we think we can wait a little bit but yeah. they were on him now I think a lot of GMs say that stuff and where you're going to get them. But if you're really, really in love with a guy, you're not waiting, especially at the quarterback position. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's probably a little bit of gamesmanship. We hear that coming out of every draft. But I do think Seattle liked them more than a lot of other people. I mean, listen, the Jags, the joke in Jacksonville is they picked a punter. Uh, they picked Brian Anger over Russell Wilson, you yeah. know, and it's not like they were away. It's not like they picked a quarterback in the fourth round that year. Yeah. But the bottom line is they let Russell Wilson go by for a punter in the third round. And who picks a punter no, in the I mean, third round to begin with? So that's the joke in Jacksonville. Yeah. And quite frankly, that's where the Jacksonville organization has been for the last decade, partly because of a move like that. Now, I always say this, and I don't know if this is unfair to a guy like Russell Wilson but i do not believe russell wilson would be as good as he is in the nfl right now even if he had come to jacksonville he yeah. would have i think the the league is situational and he was put in a he would have been put in a bad situation offensive line was not very good not a lot of weapons there's things going on he might have elevated them because he probably would have i mean he definitely would have elevated them he's yeah. that good yeah. but i just don't think he would have been put in the situation that he was in seattle to have the success he's now had in no. all in the NFL, much like Mahomes, uh, you know, Mahomes is always going to be good no matter what team he's gone to. Yeah, but I'm not sure he'd be a Super Bowl winner and even an MVP if he ended up in a different place than Kansas City. No, right
0: now. I mean, listen, it's hard to predict, obviously, in hindsight, 2020. But I think, yeah, if Russell Wilson went to Jacksonville, would he be a Super Bowl champion right now? Probably not. But at the end of the day, I do know this. The only knock I ever heard about in Russell Wilson is was was too short. OK, and obviously. Players have put that to rest with Drew Brees and things like that. So the height doesn't really affect me at all. I mean, he's, he has a skill set. And Mitch you've seen it firsthand. Yeah, and, and you've seen it firsthand. So I think Russ Wilson would have success in Jacksonville. Now, once again, maybe not a Super Bowl off the bat like you had in Seattle just because you had all those weapons around you, but I think you'd have a lot of success and he'd be the storied quarterback
1: here for a long time. Yeah, it's interesting. We got a couple of questions on it. Uh, <laughs> my buddy Mitch Fink uh, jumps in and just uh, uh, <laughs> dashes all across. <laughs> I don't think he likes the comparison. I, again, <laughs> I think you got to be careful with the context of this comparison. I I have not said one time he's going to be Russell Wilson. I, I think that's a dangerous way to look at it. I do think it's interesting to see who. These guys are like who quarterbacks might relate to and the successes and failures of other quarterbacks. And yeah. I, I found a Russell Wilson comp that I think is actually halfway decent for a lot of different reasons, even outside numbers. Sure. Um, but uh, I understand people are going to say, oh, yeah, he's he's going to be Russell Wilson. Uh, Greg Holland says, what is the Minshew comp at his ceiling? Definitely not Wilson. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I can't sit here and tell you that I think he's I, I'm a fan of Minshew. I think he's a good player. I think he's a starter in the NFL. I don't know how great he is. But my point being, I don't think we knew how great Wilson was going to be in year number one. We thought he was a good quarterback, a starter in the NFL. And a good... yeah, yeah. Listen, there listen, were three man. or four years ago. Three or four years ago, people were still questioning, is he an elite quarterback in the NFL? Mm. As soon as three or four years ago. All right. I mean,
0: listen, I don't know who those people were. All I know is what I know about going against him. Okay. And literally every scouting report that I read on Russell Wilson, we were getting ready to play them is, listen, this guy is a great quarterback, all right? The only knock on him is his height, okay? And, and I don't care about height. You can't ga- I mean, I'm not going to game plan around height. So with that being said, like, go to every single draft report. I mean, it's pretty much all the same. Fantastic arm, great mobility, smart, pocket presence, yada, yada, yada. Knock, height, knock, yeah. height. And, like, to me, I think with Minshew, there was a couple more question marks, thought the, the arm strength arm a little strength, bit yeah. coming out of college. So I get what you're saying here, but I think Russell Wilson – I mean, he was our prototypical first-round quarterback. It was just... His height, and at the end of the day, like th- th- this is my outlier point. And I always say this: like, if you want to be a successful team, you have to look for the outliers. Russell Wilson was an outlier because of his height. Patrick Mahomes was an outlier because nobody knew who the hell Patrick Mahomes was at Texas Tech. Lamar Jackson is an outlier. Josh Allen in Buffalo was an outlier. Went to Wyoming. Oh, you see his his, his senior year numbers? Ugh. Like, did you see what he did? Ugh. Like, he had like what 18 touchdowns, 12 interceptions at Wyoming. Like, you can't even play at Wyoming and be good. But the Bills took a chance on him. They saw something that's an outlier so whatever we, and if you want to call Gardner Mitchell an outlier so be it but that's where I think the success comes from is taking the guys that maybe they got a little knock for the height
1: or a knock where they come from but they prove you wrong yeah I think I think Minshew does fit the outlier yeah. now what does that mean how good he is we'll see uh, Rational Jackson and the real question is Minshew was given a couple of years like Russell Wilson uh, would he be as good as Wilson? And again, I, I'm not ready to say that, but I think he is trending in a direction that would be a pretty good quarterback in the NFL. How good I think is unanswerable right now. Maybe we get 12 more starts to figure it out and he leads this team and does some more things that, that add up to what he's done already in his first 16 starts in the NFL. we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll get Steven on the line, a quick thought or two uh, before we hit the four o'clock uh, part of the show that's on the way next. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690.